Hello, welcome back to our NBA draft preview here at Podcast to be named later. <laughs> um, I'm here with uh, Chase today, one of my best friends, to talk about uh, the Timberwolves draft. Timberwolves super fan along with me to uh, talk about what I think is a pretty uh, pretty big day for the Timberwolves next Wednesday that's going to probably determine uh, the course of this Carl Anthony Towns uh, iteration of the Timberwolves. What do you think? Yeah, I, I completely agree. Thanks for having me, Josh. Um, yeah, this, it's a huge draft for a, a lot of different reasons. Um, like like we were talking about uh, before we started here, it, it's it's a draft where you don't have that surefire number one overall pick at the top. But in every draft, there's all NBA players. Um, you just got to hit the right one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're in the, the like I said, with the context is just like you know. Last season, getting cut short. We didn't even get to see Russell and Towns together. Um, we saw Jarrett Culver uh, not really live up to expectations as a number six pick. We saw Ryan Saunders in his first year, um, you know, do all right, but are we sure that he's going to be our coach of the future? There's a lot of question marks for this team, especially uh, a team that's paying uh, big money to two guys that are in their prime, uh, Carl Towns and, and D'Angelo Russell. Um, it's kind of, we're at a point where uh, when they're in their primes, they're in their post-rookie contract, right, um, where you have to make a run or else these guys get unhappy real quick. Um, and so do you even think that, like, is this like a draft where we're going to be thinking more towards the future, or is this going to be a draft where we're going to try to, like, get some pieces to win now? I mean, you can go either way, <laughs> really. I mean, uh, I think from a fan base standpoint, we've seen a lot of losing. You know, I it, it would be really hard to go back into a full <laughs> rebuild right now. Um, you know, having a couple of guys who the franchise at least deems as superstars, um, offensive superstars, uh, if nothing else, um, it would be hard to see them going back toward a rebuild, but... I could also see them, you know, it's going to be tricky with, with Carl Anthony Towns and navigating that situation. And um, you've made moves to win now, so I think that's got to be the, the organization's mindset right now mm-hmm. is let's win now, let's get back to the playoffs, and let's try to make a run. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know how realistic that is with, with the players that are in this draft unless you're looking to move the pick. Yeah. And if we're trading... Um... You know, if our, if the goal is our trade is to gra- uh, grab another superstar, um, I'm not sure that keeping that number one pick is going to be a way for us to. I don't know if we're going to have enough assets to go out and get a. And these are just random names: Devin Booker, Bradley Beal type of person. That would be like the third, you know, mm-hmm. the third piece. Like if we just pick that guy at number one, like what's the package then that we would put together i mean um you know we look at other than towns and russell a lot of question marks on that roster with culver layman akogi are we even going to keep malik beasley juan hernan hernan gomez like there's not like a lot of pieces that we could put together in a trade right now this is like our time we have three draft picks if we're going to make some moves like this is a kind of a time to collect assets i think mm-hmm. um or else we get into a situation where um, you know, we're losing again. <laughs> we might not have our pick next year. I don't know. It's re- it's it would just be really tough to see, especially with our salary cap, how we could improve after this year. So I think it's huge. Everything that's going to happen on Wednesday, and I hope that we make. I hope that Rossus makes it exciting at the very least. Right. Um. So, give me your dream scenario. What is like? What's going to happen on Wednesday that you would just be walking away? And maybe it's not even realistic as much, but semi-realistic at least something that's gonna be talked about not like we're gonna trade the number one pick for uh you know Giannis Antetokounmpo or something um but like what's your dream scenario of what the Wolves are coming out on Wednesday right I mean uh, dream scenario you're you're able to put a package together where you're not giving up you're not mortgaging the future of your franchise 
to get somebody like Ben Simmons or Devin Booker or Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, dream scenario. I don't think that we have the players on this roster, and I don't really want to give up, you know, the 2023 first round, or 2025 first round, whatever, you know, you got to give up mm-hmm. to acquire um, any of those guys. Uh, a trade that I think if we came away with this particular trade at the end of the day, I'd be happy with it. So if you package the number one pick, the number 33 pick, Jake Lehman and Amari Spellman, and you ship them to Charlotte for the three pick in P.J. Washington, that's something that I think would be a win yeah. for the Timberwolves. I don't know if Charlotte would do that. Um, you're moving up a couple spots. You're acquiring a high-end uh, or a top-end uh, second-round pick. So uh, it's something that maybe they would consider. Omari Spellman's got some talent, um, and he's very disenfranchised with the Timberwolves right now. So mm-hmm. I, I don't really see a future with him with us. And, and Jake Lehman's just kind of a guy to make salaries match up. But yeah, um, I don't know. And then you could, and if they're moving up to number one to get somebody like Wiseman or Edwards, and Ball can fall back to you at number three, yeah, then I think it's a big win. Yeah. Um. I'm with you there. I mean, if we could get that, if we could make that package for that star right now, that would be amazing. I feel like that would just feel good in terms of, I don't even know if, <laughs> for like being a championship contender, I don't know. But in terms of just having a fun, relevant team, right. that sounds uh, awesome. Uh, I think that my, the way that I've been picturing it the past few days, <clears throat> my dream scenario is kind of your, your uh, classic trade back, trade up. Trade back from number one and trade up from 17 mm-hmm. into two yep. uh, top 10 picks, I yep. think would be uh, a way for us to kind of leverage that number one pick and collect assets. And it doesn't sound like we m- would have to give up too much to jump up from 17 to even possibly um, a six. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm going to talk about this, I guess, probably throughout, but the, uh, a little trade back, trade up would be great. Yeah. So let's look at those options at number one then, because... I mean, we're all over the map. Rumors are going on galore. We have no idea who the Wolves like to even pick, uh, who like their number one player on their board is, uh, if they want to keep it, if they want to trade back to three, or even, you know, it's been rumored to even go back as far as 25 to OKC. Um, I mean, obviously, to make that kind of a jump would be a big package. But what would, uh, what are some options at number one? So say that we, have no deals that are in place, who would you take at number one? I think it's kind of a, a two-horse race for number one. If we're being realistic about it, it's either probably LaMelo Ball or Anthony Edwards, in my opinion. Um, there's other guys that I really like mm-hmm. in that you know top three, four range, but some of those guys I don't necessarily want to spend the number one overall pick on. But uh, LaMelo Ball, I think, would be the guy for me. I think I like him a little bit more than Anthony Edwards. Um, he's a, just a good playmaker. He's, he's big. He's, he's, uh, you know, kind of got really good IQ and vision. Um, I just, you know, you know, you don't know how guys like that are going to pan out just from a, a personality standpoint in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's got the best chance to be, to be a superstar. He, he reminds me of a big Trey Young kind of. Okay. Yeah. So... Picking at number one, when I first have thought about it, I thought that James Weissman would be um, your kind of home run pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that I've heard a lot of different things on this. Some people are like, well, if you take James Weissman, some people said that's a knock on Towns and what you think about him. And I don't view that at all. I view that as like I, you trying to fit a complimentary piece next to Towns, somebody that can do things that Towns maybe can't do, and free up Towns to do some things that he wants to do. Let's just be honest about what we have in Carl Anthony Towns here. He wants to shoot threes. Mm-hmm. He wants to pick and pop or pick and roll with Russell. And he's not going to just go down and, like, rim run. Like, that's what James Wiseman could do. He could just rim run. He could just be around the basket, get some alley-oops. Like, um, he could be in the paint and block shots. Now... What's his willingness to do that dirty work? I don't know. But when you look at like his body and his talent, he you could see him doing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, what's the mental game of him watching Russell and Towns handle the ball the entire time and he just kind of gets some scraps on some pick and rolls and, and things like that? 
Um, I'm not sure. Um, is he going to want to go down and, and do that dirty work that Towns, um, I don't even, I don't know if it's that he doesn't want to do it or if he's just not good at it. Um, but the shot blocking, the rebounding, the, the stuff that is going to take us to another level. He's capable of it, I think, but I'm not sure if he's going to do it. Like if, if we had like a, a locked in James Weissman, I feel like that would be a clear number one for me. Uh, and kind of like a zig while other people are zagging type of move, right? You know, um, we have Towns and, and James Weissman, and we have two bigger guys, but two guys that can also do multiple things. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, you know, it's, I feel like that kind of tandem would be really hard to handle um, in the league. Like, who's going to be guarding Towns effectively? I mean, he could go inside out. Weissman is, possibly could do the same thing. So... Um, pairing two guys like that with Russell is like tempting for me, but I just don't see how it would work. So I don't think we go with him. Um, LaMelo Ball, obviously, they're like, I don't understand what's going on here. Like some guys are like, yeah, um, actually, I think that he's on a tier all by himself. I mean, you look at, you listen to the Draft Express guys ever on ESPN. Those guys have him on like his own tier. Like he's the clear number one pick for them. Um, and then other guys say that he's fallen in the draft. He's inefficient. There's no way they take him in the top five. So um, that's I think that's a tough one. I and I hear what you're saying. He's he's bigger. He might be able to turn into that defender. We don't know. But I mean, what if we get a, a scenario where um, we take him? Um, are we going to put him in a prominent role right away next year? Is he going to have, uh, is he going to take some lumps or is he going to be able to come in and we're just going to zip the ball around between Russell Towns, him. I heard he's a phenomenal passer. I've seen some stuff on him. He looks like he's, he's the real deal there, but um, is he going to be able to come in, play a role, play defense and take us to another level? Or is he going to come in? We lose, you know, we're, you know, on a little bit of a losing streak and he's, you know, going to be down or I'm not sure how it's going to work with him. Um, and with Edwards, I guess I would say it's kind of like a, there's like that, that kind of looks like the tier for me. And then Edwards, I kind of agree with the the things that you said. I kind of, when I first looked at him, thought maybe he would just fill the same role as Malik Beasley. I'm not sure if Malik Beasley has a future on this team or not. So that means Edwards could step in there. Um, would he be able to step in and, and contribute right away? I mean, uh, I think that's the main question. And I feel, I like the comments of him not minding to play in Minnesota. I don't think that he wants, like, I feel like he could come in and still play a role, get enough shots that I don't think he would be upset at anything that would happen. Um, and I think he would get a lot of good looks just coming off of Towns, coming off of Russell, being an option when like Russell's off the floor, maybe he's just kind of running the show. I don't know. Right. Um, so those are my thoughts on uh, the top three. Who would I take? Probably right now, if I had to take number one, oh my god. Um, like if I had to, I feel like I'm just taking Lamelo and kind of hoping that he shows enough flashes that we either know that he's going to be part of our future or he could be a good package in a trade. Right. What do you think about anything I, I just Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm with you 100% on Wiseman. From an athleticism, measurable skill standpoint, he seems like he's kind of got it all. The question with him, I think, is does he fit with this team and does he have that it factor? Um, I don't think he fits with this team. I don't think he wants to go down there and do dirty work personally. He doesn't have a lot of tape on him. He quit on his team, like, to me, he's kind of got this feeling of like Andrew Wiggins a little bit, and, and there's a lot of guys in this draft actually yeah. who kind of have that Wiggins feeling. Like he sh- he should be good. He looks the part. Is he going to play the part? Yeah. And that's what kind of scares me with Wiseman a little bit is, you know, he he kind of quit on his team, which you know, I can you really knock a kid for it? I don't know, yeah. but. But, you know, your team was relying on you and you kind of just were like, hey, I got to get ready for the draft. You know, you got to take care of yourself. You got to take mm-hmm. care of your future. I totally get that. But, you know, you know, is that the kind of guy that you want to pair with Towns? Another guy who's, you know, there's going to be a lot of me personalities. I need mine, mm-hmm. I think, on the team if you <laughs> if you draft him. Uh, with Ball, again, he's another me personality <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, 
But it seems like with Ball, he might be like a little more uh, confident. Yeah. Like he just like is really confident in himself. And Weissman kind of seems like he might be more diva. And, you know, that's obviously me just reading body language and reports and things like that. Like, I don't know exactly, but I I think there is a difference there between like those type of personalities. I mean, if you're going to be an alpha in the NBA, you have to, you have to be confident. You have to be into yourself. Like you're... You don't Which see is why I like it. that's exactly what Anthony Edwards is. I think I right. think that dude's just like confident in himself. I I think that I don't think he would come in and just be uh, uh you know you know complain about things. I'm not exactly sure you know with the way that his basketball career's been set up. You know a lot of these kids too. Just right. the way that you know the culture is in high school and things like that to to come up today. Um, you know, a lot of these kids have gotten a lot of exposure early on. So that kind of messes with your head a little bit, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, from from Ball's standpoint, I think he's the most NBA-ready guy. I think you could bring him in next year. I think you could. I think he would transition pretty smoothly to the roster. I think you could take the ball out of Russell's hands a little bit, uh, give him some playmaking opportunities. I think you could then flip it where he's playing, where uh, Ball's playing off ball mm-hmm. and uh, Russell's handling. And with Towns in the pick and roll and kind of getting shooter spotted up, like you mentioned, Beasley kind of unsure if there's a future there. That's that's a big piece, you know, that, you know, we're not privy to that information. So it's it's a little tough to know yeah. what we're going to have on the wings, mm-hmm. you know, this year. But, um, but yeah, I think you can absolutely slide ball in right away. And, and I think Edwards is a little bit more of a project um, just in terms of getting him up to NBA mm-hmm. speed and okay. playing efficiently. Um, with Ball, I know that there's questions about fit with Russell, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's not as bad as it could be, right? I mean, I right. think that in terms of like defensively, Ball can guard different, like you know, at least like they could, he could guard different positions than like Russell could. Sure. You know, it's not like we have like two six-one guards. You mm-hmm. know, like yep. Ball is like a point guard, sure, offensively, but he could guard a two. Yeah, like lengthwise, you know, and he's, he could probably switch onto a three and lengthwise be able to hold up and you know obviously get stronger as he gets older. But it's it's not like you know we're gonna be like okay, well we got six one uh, D'Angelo Russell and six one uh, Lamelo Ball out right. there, and we're just gonna give up size and you know mm-hmm. it's like at least there's could be some versatility with Ball, which I think that that would help. Now offensively, is he gonna be able to handle an off ball role? I'm not sure. Um, so those are, I mean, it's got to be one of those three at one. I don't think you can do a uh, Anthony Bennett situation and go and grab in a, a, role a Kungwe or whatever. Or yeah. just like somebody like, you know, Anthony Bennett came out of nowhere. Right. Like we just go and grab Obi Toppin and, you know, people are like, whoa, who saw this coming? I don't know if we can do that with right. the, the three that, that are there. So then let's get into the fun stuff. Is there like any uh, trade backs? From that number one, uh, which there's a lot of lot of rumors, a lot of steam. Where how where would you see us trading down? Like I kind of outlined right off the bat, I think uh, trading back to number three and, and grabbing what's left, mm-hmm. I think is is kind of ideal. I you know just looking at some of these other rosters, unless you're going to give up a few, uh, you're trying to acquire a future pick that's probably going to be protected to one of these teams that really aren't very good. Um, I don't with the Bulls, I don't really see anything at four. I, you know, I don't really want necessarily to get Zach Levine back on the team. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to and do that. I like again. Zach Levine, oh, don't yeah. get me wrong. I just I just don't <laughs> think that that's the player we need to move this franchise forward. Right. But uh, Laurie Markkinen, what are they going to want if you're giving up Laurie Markkinen and, the one, and you're giving up the one and they're giving back the five? I, I don't know if there's really, you know, viable um, options there to, to go that route. With the Bulls and Cleveland is another team where they've got they're invested in young guards and then they've got high salaried older uh, centers and power forwards that again you know, you're really trying to deal there. I guess Atlanta's maybe the closest thing that you could really find a trade back option with, and you know I don't I don't know I, I think three is for me three is as far back as I want to trade back with the one. Okay, I'd rather trade up with the seventeen. Hmm. Yeah, so I think that what I would want to see is a move down from one to three. I think that makes the most sense. It's almost like that um, Philadelphia 
you know, Boston move a few years ago, right? They move, Boston moves down to three, they pick Jason Tatum and they collect some stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like, okay, if we are maybe on LaMelo at number one, which we might regret those words in a year or two that we've recorded them, but um, if we're on LaMelo, okay, Charlotte wants, um, Charlotte wants James Wiseman. We trade down to three. They trade up to one. They take Weissman. I think that Warriors go Edwards at two. Unless they can find a trade partner. True. Unless they trade down their, themselves, which means you're getting Edwards or, or Ball, Ball, which I think we could be fine with either, mm-hmm. right? I think if Ball, if, if we make the trade down and Ball's available at three, I think that might be my dream scenario that yeah. I'm talking about, right? Yeah. We trade down to three. We pick up maybe another pick. We pick up an asset. Uh, we pick up another younger guy off of Charlotte, and Charlotte's got some intriguing ones. Mm-hmm. I kind of agree with you. They got they got Washington. Uh, Miles Bridge is a guy that I yeah. like, um, in just in terms of role player potential and versatility that he could bring to this team. Malik Monk, who's been through the ringer a little bit already in the NBA, but could use a new home to to kind of maybe have a change of scenery, bring him to another level, and has actually improved his defense a lot. And I loved him in Kentucky. I absolutely loved Malik yeah. Monk at Kentucky before mm-hmm. that draft. Uh, wanted him really bad. Um, and I think that there's still some potential there. So we trade back, and like you said, maybe we pick up one or two of those guys. I think maybe if we picked up two, it would be like kind of a Malik Monk, Miles Bridges, or like the one would just be like, you know, uh, Washington. Right. Um, and Washington mm-hmm. might fit next to Towns. And I feel like they all three fit on this team. Yes. Yep. So. I would just love. I would love to move back to three, get um, and possibly get ball. Yeah, like I like I mentioned earlier, PJ Washington would be the guy that I'd want mm-hmm. to bring back. Um, I think he would be a really good fit next to Towns, uh, offensively especially. Um, you know, you might not really solve many of your defensive problems with him, but he's a promising young player, and and I think that's a, a good option. Otherwise. Um, if you could give up a little less from an asset standpoint, if you only give up the one and maybe, you know, Layman and Spellman or Layman and Jalen Noel or something like that to get Malik Monk, mm-hmm. I think that would be a really good trade down option as well. Yeah, and I would love for them to like try to, and then like even try to steal a, why can't we try to get a pick swap in 2024 or something, you know? Like those are like the, I feel like those are the things the good GMs do. They wait and they wait and they wait and they're like, yeah, you know, I like this, but you got to throw in, you know, this pick swap. Right. And, you know, if Charlotte really wants to go to number one, are they really going to say no because of a 2024 pick swap that they have? You know, that could help us kind of down the road, obviously, just in case things go south. We got to have our eyes on the, the, the long road, the long game. So I think that actually we trade down to three. So that kind of opens up our options a little more to like who we could possibly take. And a guy that I'm starting to fall in love with a little bit, I want to see what you think about it. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Is he one of your guys or no? How do you feel about him? Yeah, I mean, I like him. I, I don't know if I love him at three. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I he's a good player. He's not one of my one of my targeted players that I'd, I'd really like to go for. If I'm going to trade down and kind of take somebody off the cuff at three, I'd, I'm a little bit more interested in uh, Denny of Egypt okay. um, out of Israel. I I think from a size and playmaking standpoint, he gives he gives you what Halliburton does from a playmaking standpoint. Um, he's kind of an unproven shooter, but his mechanics are better. Right. Um, and I just like him as a – he kind of brings more of a swagger. Okay. I think I, I kind of like that uh, about him. He plays plays with a little bit of a swagger, a little bit of intensity, and I think he kind of mixed things up a little bit on this roster. Mm. I kind of heard the heard the same thing about Halliburton, though. He like that he just like is really smart. He gets guys going really well. He just like has this energy about him. So maybe not even at three, but like maybe the the move up from seventeen. Um, right. And trying to get him like if if we moved up from like seventeen to six, maybe getting him there. But um, one scenario that keeps popping up in my head is we trade back to three. Maybe we take Halliburton there, and then we trade up to six, and we take um, a Kungwe 
mm-hmm. if I'm saying that right. But uh, and then just like two guys that I feel like don't need to be stars, guys that both could fit roles that this team needs. Like obviously a, another playmaker next to Russell, um, a big guy that. You know, I know he's six nine, but he's got that seven one wingspan, and he's just like he'll all that James Wiseman stuff that we just said mm-hmm. that he might not do. A Kungwe would do it. Right. So that's kind of like a, and that's that's of course me talking about trading back, maybe picking up. If you trade back from one to three, what if we picked up, you know, um, Washington, and then we trade up? Obviously, if we trade up from 17 to 6, we'd have to give up probably like a Jarrett Culver mm-hmm. and 17, which I wouldn't mind up giving, giving no, up. No. But then you have, I mean, I feel like Okungwe and Washington both fit next to Towns really well. I feel like then we get another playmaker in Halliburton, um, and we just have like more versatility on this team. So I don't know if I'll uh, eat those words at some Great. point, but I'm just like, uh, and maybe I just fell in love with Halliburton recently and... Um, I might change my mind by Wednesday, but where I'm at right now, there's I want to figure out some way that we can get him on this team. And apparently, I just read like Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer who says that apparently we're in love with him, but I don't know if that's smokescreen or what that sure, is. Sure, sure. I'm in love with Okungwu. Okay, I like so him a lot. That? I'm big. I'm big me. into that. I take him at three. Um, you know, if that's you know the route you want to go. Sure. I I just. I don't know. I, I didn't look into Halliburton as much. You know, there's kind of some of these picks, you know, like 7 through 11 that I really didn't invest a whole lot of time into because I, I just don't. <laughs> sure, it's tough. I don't see us necessarily getting into that range. Um, obviously, with the trade-up, we could. I don't know if Culver and 17 would be enough to get you that high um, because I think it is kind of a murky class, and I think there's guys – certain players that bring different things that teams are going to fall in love with. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's going to take more than 17 and Culver to move up to six, seven, that range. I think 17 and Culver might get you to like 12, maybe, okay. um, maybe 11, 10, somewhere in that range. But, um, you know, so I was kind of looking more at, at guys you could draft there and I, I don't see, um, Halliburton being available there. Yeah. I guess I was more just kind of going off. Like there were reports yesterday of, of us being interested in six, I guess, and Culver's name being linked there. So, again, right. rumors, who knows what's true and what's not. Um, but just those those are probably the two guys that I've probably uh, become highest on. Right. I mean, obviously, if it was like if we took Ball at three and a, a Kungwe at, at six, I feel like that's, uh, that's, that's a cool. Yeah. If we could get three and six, I think that I would be really happy with how that would Turn out, but so if you were we'll drafting at three, would you in any world would you take Halliburton over Ball? Over Ball, <laughs> they're both on the board at three. Yeah, I feel like that's a tough. I I don't think you'd get a lot of flack in. I don't think you'd get a lot of flack in the moment. No, do you? Because like, there's some people that you'd pass on, and that might happen, and you'd get flack right away. I don't right. think it would look as bad in the moment. Now, in like a year or two, that could look really, really bad if Halliburton is just clearly a role you know player. role player yep. that is you know maybe not even living up to his potential is is struggling a little bit and ball is is that dude right they're built similarly right yeah. their their game is somewhat yeah. similar i there's no way in hell I'm passing on <laughs> ball for Halliburton. so yeah i don't think you can at 3 i don't think you can pass up ball and take Halliburton. like i said i don't think the optics would be bad in the moment no. but um, I feel like that's kind of a move that you look back on and then you get fired for. So, mm-hmm. and I don't think Rosas would do that. Um, yeah, so that's, I mean, those are, are there any other guys that you would think of maybe if we trade down or trade up? Are those, is that your guy or was there anybody else? I guess you said Denny and uh, Akungwe. Yeah, well, I like I like both of them again. I don't I don't see you being able to get into the range to draft those guys that four, five, six range. I just I don't I think it would be hard unless you know I just don't see a good trade pairing with the Wolves to get into that range. I mean, you know, maybe Rosas has has other things in mind to get into that range. Mm -hmm. You know, if maybe he does the number seventeen Culver in a future first to get move from you know that 17 spot up to four or five somewhere in that range but mm-hmm. you know 
I don't. I'm not really for maybe. mortgaging your future. Yeah. For no, the, I wouldn't want to give up now. too much. And maybe I'm dreaming. Maybe I'm dreaming about six. But I'm just saying, like, I guess again with my dream scenario, right? That would be uh, cool. I don't. I don't know if it's worth jumping up. I'm just trying to figure out how much it's worth to jump up from 17 to if we give up Culver. Is it worth it to jump up from seventeen to twelve? I'm, right. I mean, I'm I'm really uh, not sure on that. Um, so, I guess then that brings us down to seventeen. What would you want to do with that seventeenth pick if if maybe we so, can't trade it up as far as, as I've I'm got uh, I've got a trade scenario for you. Tell me okay. what you think. So let's say you, let's say you move back. Let's say you move back from the one spot. You you trade the number one in Layman and Noel to Charlotte for uh, the number three pick in Malik Monk. Mm-hmm. So then you can draft, you know, kind of whoever falls back, you know, whether it's um, Edwards, Ball, it would likely be one of those two. Yep. Um, and then you trade the 17 in Culver to Sacramento for the 12 in Jabari Parker. Hmm. Jabari. I didn't even see that one coming. You know, it's a, it's, it's a well, short make your, make your great. make your argument here. Well, Why would you want to do that? Or because I want, that? I want to draft 12 and I want to get... You know, let's say you end up getting, I think 12 is going to give you your pick of, like, guys, you know, okay, so guys then, that you want. All right, where, where are you looking here? Where, where, who are some of these guys So if somebody, you, there? you know, if somebody, somebody let's say, like, somebody like Obi Toppin falls to 12. Okay. Let's say he's, like, free-falling. I think, you know, if you drafted Ball at 3 and Obi Toppin is, is free-falling there to 12, I think having adding Ball and Toppin... To the roster that we currently have, we're going to be terrible at defense, but we're going to score 180 points a game. Oh yeah, if we had top and it's just kind of like gonna be fun. <laughs> it's going to be real fun. Um, you know, yeah, you're punting on defense completely, but why not? Let's go. But I mean, hey, it's you know why not? Um, you know, in business, yeah, they man. always say focus on your strengths. Oh. Don't 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 work on all your your weaknesses. Yeah, dude. Obi focus a, on your strengths. Do what you're good at. When Obi's compared to like Amari Stoudemire, like that just interests me if we could put Amari Stoudemire next to Carl Towns right I feel good about that with you know a Steve Nash type of point guard and ball like ball can distribute sure. he can dribble he can chuck the three you know it's just shot Dude, selection that's... isn't he's his IQ I don't think is quite where Nash's is but <laughs> but who knows you got Dude. Russell out there you got yeah it yeah, could be fun that would be fun okay um otherwise you know anybody I... else like maybe he doesn't drop then let's who, say he then doesn't drop um, who's going to be available there? Aaron Neesmith. Okay. Another shooter. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you, you're looking to add. I think we need to add shooting in a bad way. Um, you know, I don't know what, obviously, what NBA GM's thought, uh, thoughts are on Tyrell Terry, but I think he's going to go earlier than people anticipate. Yeah. Let's... And if he's going at 12, like, I, I want to be in on that. Sure. Let's talk about Tyrell Terry. I'm looking at Kevin O'Connor from the Ringers mock draft right now. He's got Tyrell Terry going to the Timberwolves at 17. Okay. Minnesota's native son. Uh, played for De La Salle. And, you know, I've seen him play, you know, even when he was, was really young. Obviously, uh, mm-hmm. you know, me being in a Minnesota coaching scene and yep. just seeing him. He played against uh, my hometown, Wasika, in the state championship and beat us. Um I think that, and Tyrell Terry, obviously at the ringer, getting a lot of buzz in some other places. Um, just just his kind of style of play, um, his strengths, mm-hmm. th- the fact that he's like already beefing up and he hasn't even been part of an NBA right. training program yet. Because um, he he's a skinny dude. Like in high school, um, when you're thinking about, when you're looking at like Minnesota high school prospects, you're, you're kind of gold standard now at point guard is Tyus Jones, right? The Joneses. Yeah, yeah and, and Trey Jones, right? And you look at Tyus, and when you watch Tyus play in high school, you know, absolutely like no knock to him, but sometimes it was like hard to see like what it was, I think sometimes. He's like, so smooth, so yeah, control. Yeah, he's like, he's like so smooth. That he wasn't like, um, you know, athletically popping nope. out at you. Nope. You just like... Coach K wanted him like early because it was obvious that he like saw the game differently, yeah. which is cool. Um, but with Tyrell Terry, there was like an it factor with him in high school, like right. the smoothness, just like a he's doing things that other people just don't do, like on a mm-hmm. high school basketball court. Um, maybe not like the exact same IQ as a Tyus, but had more of the it factor than I think even Tyus had. Right, um, and. 
I think that he's was like an exciting player. He obviously goes to Stanford. Stanford kind of has a connection with De La Salle through mm-hmm. Reed Travis, so I think that kind of makes sense. But you can tell he's a smart kid. He's working hard. He's young. I mean, dude can dude is smooth. He's got a oh, smooth yeah. stroke. Um, and if he's available and he's, I mean, he's a modern NBA guard. Right. And I, I mean, it says here on the Ringer scouting report, you know, a potentially a game-changing shooter with mm-hmm. limitless range. He could walk on the court and be one of the greatest wolf shooters of all time. It doesn't take much. <laughs> exactly. That's what I. That's my big joke. Whenever any good shooter walks out on there, you're probably top five wolf shooter of all time. Because we got, we've just never had that. Right. We've never had that. Any other thoughts on Terry? That yeah, that I love some I, things that I you, like you him like, a lot. I mean, that's why. I, yeah, you know, I think you know he's somebody I'd want to move up for, like uh, somebody like a top end, even you know somebody like Halliburton. If Halliburton falls, he's he's yeah. got the potential to fall down to a twelve. He does. He I does. think he does. I don't think you make the offer for the twelve pick before the draft. I think it's something that happens during the draft yeah, you while what, you're you, seeing you see how pieces happens. shuffle around. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think there's, I mean, even guys like you know Denny. Like, if he's falling, pre-falling down there, like, you know, it's maybe not even the 12, maybe it's the 11, maybe it's the 10. Like, maybe you can work some things. Mm -hmm. Um, But moving into that range, probably that 10 to 12 range, if there's a guy, a prospect that you really like in your Gerson Rosas, I think that's, you know, if you could package Culver with it. You know, I don't think, you know, if Culver Culver were in this draft, I don't necessarily think he'd be a... A really high end pick. I don't think he'd go. Like knowing what we know now, Culver, or like knowing what we knew last year. Knowing what we knew last year. So like, let's say, let's say last year ha- happened this year, right? Where there's no NCAA tournament. Jared Culver's a guy. Like he he benefited from a deep run in the in the NCAA uh, tournament. Okay, that's true. Um, he, you know, he kind of carried a team. When you really look at, like, what he's good at, like he's. I don't know. He's kind of like a Devin Vassell who could fall into that twelve range or okay. things like that. You know, he's. I don't think he's. He never had a jump shot, and I think there's a premium on jump shooting now in this, yeah. with this front office. Well, yeah. To to comment on Culver, he was more of like. Um, even when I watched him before the draft, it's not like you you watched him and were like, "Whoa, dude, this guy can just right. light it up." Like he was like a smooth. Um, ball handler actually yeah he actually has yeah. handles and came off of pick and rolls and had good vision that's not really how we use him like and that's not how that's we're true. going to that's not how we're going to use him in the future he kind of actually has some playmaking ability um yeah. and if he's if we're going to use him as a three and d guy i don't know if he's a three and d guy right. so if that's his role on our team right now i'd rather trade him now and i'm not anti-culver i'm not i just don't i don't think that we're gonna use him in a way that is gonna benefit his strengths right um which is like i mean i think he's a good playmaker but he's not gonna be a playmaker like a a, like a baller halliburton would be a playmaker possibly you know like uh, if we could get somebody like that i mean now now we have russell ball okay now we're gonna put the ball in culver's hands no i mean well, that's kind of what you know, scares me about Halliburton is he kind of reminds me of a little bit of Jared Culver in a way. I mean, obviously a, a much more natural point guard yeah, than I Culver is. Yeah, I think he's is. natural, yeah. He's, uh, I think he's got a better feel than Culver's But still, it depends got. how the, the Wolves are trying to use him. If they're trying to put him into that same mold as a Culver, it's it's clearly not going to work. Yeah, okay, I would, agree, I would agree with that then, too. They, they both kind of have a clunky jumper. Yeah, true. They both, you know, they're both... Like you said, he was more of a playmaker. Halliburton's clearly a playmaker. Yeah, so if we put... Much I mean, better. We can't put Halliburton into a 3 and D role. The thing is, you look at um, you look at Jarrett Culver, and he just looks like a three and D player, right? I mean, he looks like he yeah. should guard multiple positions. His jumper is not like I don't think his jumper's broke by any means. I think that no. he could. Uh, I think that he'll be decent. I just don't know if that's going to maximize his potential in right. the role that we have him in right now. And if if we have to trade him, then I think that I'd be okay with that. Or else I think that we'd have to reconsider it. And you know, I could be wrong about that, but. Um, if we, if I wouldn't hesitate putting him in a trade, and again, not as a knock on him, just as like if right. we could get something else, um, that's fine too. Uh, if we can get shooting for for it, I think it's I think you can package seventeen and Culver, and, and yeah, if you can get a, a a really good shooter out of that, uh, you know, a three and D guy or even a guy like Tyrell Terry, sure, I think that's worth it. Uh, but you know, if you can get that same caliber player at seventeen. 
and keep Culver, I think you obviously do that. Okay. Any other names you were looking at or in that range? Uh, not in that range, but okay. in the 17 range, there's a lot of guys that I, you know. Sure. How about, I mean, you can go. I got one right here. Sure. Tyrese Maxey, which I, it's more of just like a, he's a Kentucky guard, mm-hmm. and I think obviously just could play a, a role on this team. Um Maybe just, I mean, we're looking at 17. Like if, 17, like if yes. we're drafting yes. him at 17, yeah. um, you know, I feel like he could be a bench player that comes in, gives us some toughness. Like those Kentucky guards, like, just go hard. Right. They just right. do. And I think that we would need we need some of that on our team. So right. he's somebody I would be looking at at 17 if, he, if that's where he's at. On the ringer mock draft right now, he's at 15. So, yeah. I mean, he's right in that range. Right, right. And... Yeah, if we're drafting 17, Maxie's 100% a guy I'm interested in. Okay. Well, I, li- I like Maxie. Um, obviously, if Terry or Neesmith, uh, Aaron Neesmith, either of those two guys fall to 17, I'm running to the podium for either of those two guys. <laughs> okay. um, I don't think either of them will likely be there if we're picking at 17. Um, and I'd, you know, I'd be a little nervous to see if Maxie's there either. Uh, but right now, Ringer's got uh, Aaron Neesmith at a... Uh... 19. 19? Okay. So, I mean, but who knows? I Look, mean, if again, any of the just three one, those... one mock draft, and I think that this could be a weird year. Right. So who knows where If any of the goes. three of those guys are there at, at 17, I'm running to the podium for it. Um, anybody else you like at 17? I'm uh, kind of going through it. I mean, like, I, Devin Vassell could be around there. Maybe he fits a role. I don't know how you feel about him. Yeah, I'm, mean... running, to, I'm running to the oh, podium. Oh, yeah, that was, one of, the, that was one of the guys you said. Sorry. So, I mean, like... I think those are like you're kind of looking at 17, and I think it's actually a position for the Wolves where you could see a lot of guys fitting in right. there um, that that we need. I'm so. I'm very excited about the 17 pick. I think that could be a really really big pick for this right. this franchise. Like I and when I said trading up before, I mean if it's 17 and Culver for six, which you said, I mean obviously is it's not likely, but. I mean, like, if that happens, then I'm like, yeah, I mean, give me that trade. Mm -hmm. I mean, so that's, again, my dream scenario. I don't think it's going to happen if we say at 17. If we move up a a few spots even, not to six, I mean, there's some guys here that I think, I mean, are going to, could help the Wolves. And I think that, you know, we picked the right guy. I mean, you got to get every every year, but we could have somebody that contributes right away. Right. Every year, somebody in this range comes in and contributes right you look at Tyler, Tyler Hero, Hero. Yep. last year and it's not just him there's a lot of rookies that oh, are yeah. just coming in and playing like roles on your team they Ooh. don't have to be and what's nice is if if um you know Tyrese Maxey comes in he doesn't have to be like that dude right away right, he could right. just come in and you're just like oh wow Tyrese Maxey okay this guy's got something right and he's just right. like that's what we need it and and we need that like if we whiff on that Right. If we grab, you know, Devin Vassell, and um, you know, I guess we both like him, but I guess you know, there's always a chance that his that his or his his um his jump shots a little weak, yeah. you know, and he just like can't really keep up. Wow, we're we're in some trouble. Like right. we don't have depth. We right. need these right. picks. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Other guys uh, in that 17 range, like again, I think. If we're looking to improve our wins, like they might not be sexy picks from a from a offensive standpoint, but you know if we're looking to shore up our defense, I uh, from a big standpoint, I like Jalen Smith out of Maryland. There. Okay. Uh, I think he's, he's got the goggles. Yeah, <laughs> he brings some flair. I think he's I think he's a guy that uh, would actually fit in pretty well on the on the team. Um, you know, I think he'd be like. A second unit guy right off the bat, okay. Um, but I think he would he'd make our second unit pretty damn good. Yeah, and we definitely need those type of type of guys to shore up the depth of he, our roster. If, you, if you've watched any highlights of him, he's got a smooth jumper. Okay, it's 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 actually he's got a really nice smooth jump shot. Um, he can block shots. Yeah, but you know, again, his the big knock on him is he's a little weak. Um, got to get him in an NBA weight weight room and. And get him uh, playing with men a little bit, and okay. I think you know that that could change a little bit. Um, but I really like him. Another uh, Minnesota native son that is in that um, kind of late teens, 
okay. uh, early 20s is Zeke Nanji. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, out of, uh, he played for Hopkins, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's like a Wolves player, but I actually, I really liked his game in okay. high school. And, you know, I mean, Arizona's no slouch of a program. Like, right. you got to you got to bring it there. Right. And I feel like he's, um, and I mean, the ringer says it here, that he's a fluid athlete. Um, and I feel like he's just going to be somebody that's like, he's not a star. He right. just isn't. Right. But I feel like he's going to come in and you're just going to be like, oh, Zeke Donji's like playing a role on a good team. Like right now they have him going to Utah. You know, if he goes mm-hmm. to Milwaukee or somebody like right. he, I think he's going to plug in right away and he's going to give 15 really good minutes right. to a team. Yep. Yep. Right away. I don't want him on the Wolves. Uh, I, don't. I don't think we pick him at 17. I don't know how he would fit with us. Right. But just kind of as a Minnesota kid. Right. Um, you know, if we just let's just go into all the Minnesota stuff right now. Uh, Daniel Aturo, what do you what's what's gonna happen there? Do you like him? Yeah, I love him at thirty three. <laughs> if he's there at thirty three, like you are, that's the, okay, we could drop down to thirty three. No, too. Let's, let's keep talking seventeen first. Let's finish okay. seventeen. Okay, like, we didn't get there. Because Zeke Naji, like like if I'm drafting a big at seventeen I like uh, Precious Achua better than him. I like Jalen Smith better than Najee. Okay. And uh, probably the guy I would target if he's there is uh, the Serbian kid Poku and just like let him play in Europe for a couple years and bring him in and see what happens. Just, right. you know, fire a shot in the dark and, and hope you got something. You know, because mm-hmm. it can't hurt at this point. <laughs> like, I know I know you just talked about how you, you need players now to help win, but I think you can get a player now uh, at 33 who can help you win now. Okay. I think there's guys that, that, that could potentially be there. For sure. Um, that can help there's you win is. now. So, I mean, if you can, you know, and if you do one of these things where you trade down and maybe acquire some assets and, and draft uh, Poku there, let them sit in Europe and, you know, you have something in a couple of years, that would be awesome. If not, you know, you took your shot in sure. the middle of the draft and it is what it is. That's not bad. Um. Yeah. Uh, do you want to? Are you good with seventeen, or is there anybody else you want to talk about at seventeen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's tons of guys. Yeah, okay. There's guards. Go, I mean, hey, go, go like, what, what are your you're, thoughts on RJ Hampton? On 17. You're rolling on seventeen. What are your thoughts on RJ Hampton if he drops to seventeen? Um, I'm just trying to like, he's just one of those guys that just confuses me. So I, yeah. I, I mean, it's just. I'm not even going by exactly like the tape or anything like that. Just something doesn't feel right there. Right. There's just something that doesn't feel right. right. I don't know if he's going to drop to 17. Uh, let's see. The, the Ringers got him at 14 on this draft. Okay. Um, but obviously just like a weird situation with him and, and maybe hurt by, I mean, probably obviously hurt by going to New Zealand and, right. and playing over there. Um and I just don't know if that's the type of move that we need this draft. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony is like a UNC guy. Yeah, you're a UNC guy. I mean, yeah. I do like my UNC dudes, but like, where is he at? I mean, I mean, the, the obviously interesting thing about him was, I mean, was supposed to be top ten pick. This right. Year. I mean, if you're right. looking, you're looking at the beginning of the year. North Carolina, they're supposed to be one of the best teams in yeah. the in college basketball. Cole Anthony's going to lead them. He kind of gets hurt. He is a little inconsistent, but he did have some big games. Like, if we're at 17 and we take him, oh man! Like, obviously, I'm not going to be upset because he's kind of a cool North. I mean, like Cole Anthony seems cool, <laughs> so right. it's just kind of. But I don't know if like he's going to be somebody that's going to contribute for us right away. Right. I mean, they have him going to Milwaukee right away. I mean, I feel like that's a kind of a player that Milwaukee needs. He needs somebody a little fiery. Cole Anthony's kind of fiery. He's yeah, kind of competitive. Um, but I think that there's probably a low floor there. Okay, and then Kira Lewis. I really don't know about that. Yeah, I don't really know about him. Right. I give mean, me, give me your report. I, he's fast. That's he's Oklahoma, like, Oklahoma kid. No, no, he's from oh, Alabama. Wait. Alabama. Sorry, uh, he's a, a li- you know, he's not little. I mean, he's six three, but he's like light, uh, kind of a speed demon, kind of in that deer and fox mold, but obviously Ooh. not as talented as deer and fox. Sure. Um, I, I people really like fox him. Mode. Yeah, I'm looking at him now. Um, I, yeah, I mean he's at 16 right now, so I mean that's right in that range right. again too. And again, I mean, you know, obviously if you go ball with your first pick, are you going to draft another point guard 
next. I mean, David sure. Kahn would do it, but <laughs> but uh, I don't know if uh, I don't Over know if David Kahn joke in here. <laughs> I don't know if Ross else would do that. Oh my but god! If, if I had my pick at guards at number seventeen, I'd take Tyrell Terry first, Maxi second, okay. Lewis third, Anthony Hampton. Yeah, that probably be what I'd try to do. Okay. And then for bigs, I'd go Poku, Smith, Achua. And then, I mean, I don't want to draft Najee at 17, but he's just on my <laughs> list. Nah, no, we don't want Najee, but I, again, we had to talk about And I guess the there's other two other guys like that have been brought up with the Wolves is uh, Sadiq Bay and okay. Desmond Bain at 17. Yeah, so and I think... Wings. Yeah, and again, I just... it's seven teams, 17 feels like at that point where we're not going to be... Ups, I don't know if we're going to be really too upset with anybody we take there. No. Um... So, I really like that we have this pick. Again, I'm only trading up if we're kind of stealing something right, from the top. Right. So, exactly. I'm kind of with you. Like, I'm obviously not I'm not going to mortgage my future for Okungwe, but I just feel like if there's some way we could get him that, I mean, God, he just is going to fit. He's just going to fit really well. But, mm-hmm. I, mean, we're, I mean, is Rosas a miracle worker? I don't know. We'll find out. How about 33? I mean, that's when we said Oturo. Ooh. Now we... Yeah, you hit seventeen. We're good with seventeen. Yeah, you hit everybody. Good. You, yeah. you were really deep on seventeen. You were deeper I'm, on seventeen than than the top here. Yeah, I mean the top. I mean the top's kind of a. If we're in is, the top three, you know, it is, kind of is what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's but you're already thirty three. I'm big on thirty three too. I mean, it depends what you do with your first two picks. If you know, assuming you're keeping your picks, right? Um, it kind of depends what you yeah. do with your first couple of picks. Especially if I mean one and three. I mean, or even if we trade back to three, it's probably about the same. I think that we're gonna do, you know. I think if if you take ball at the top of the draft, I think and you know you kind of do whatever you want to do at seventeen. That doesn't really matter. Um, I think what I would two guys that I would really be targeting if you take ball um, at thirty three would be Paul Reed out of DePaul, okay, or um, I think it's Tyler Bay, the kid out of Colorado, and I would lean Reed. I I just I like. I like uh, Paul Reed in, in kind of his attitude and the way he plays. It's he, you know, He's a, a fairly big guy, good athlete, uh, really good defensive player. And I think that's kind of the, um, a guy that I would, I would lean towards as my number one big. If I'm going in the, at 33, if he falls to me, I'm, I'm grabbing him there. Okay. Going with bigger guys. Um, I guess I don't know too much. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna don't know too much about guys at 33. But uh, what about Nico? Nico Mannion. That's if we don't get ball. I guess right. That's like right. if we, we. That's like if we go like somehow like uh, right. we would grab some like a Kung Wei and we grab right. like another wing or something. We didn't grab a guard yet. I mean, I want no. I no no. <laughs> I mean, if if I'm going with a if I'm going with a point guard, if I need a point guard at 33, I'm praying that Malachi Flynn's there. Okay, that's my guy. If I'm, if I want, uh, if I want a point guard toward the the top end of the second round, he's the guy that I'm shooting for, um, or Trey Jones. Trey Jones, baby, let's bring it back. Let's bring the brother back. Like I, 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 I get it. It's it's a homer pick, kind of. But, I know, but I mean, he can run an off. He could run a second unit. I just, yeah, I just, I, I think he's like... going to be better than Tyus. And Tyus is, you know, he's been a successful NBA player. Tyus has been a successful NBA player, and Trey is more athletic than him. I mean, maybe that's when you see that the the crazy basketball IQ of Tyus shines through is if Trey doesn't work out in the NBA because right. Trey's more athletic. I mean, he can he can kind of do more. I feel like on the basketball floor, like in terms of right. the it factor, you could see it with Trey at at Apple Valley. Oh, yeah. You could see it with oh, him yeah. at at Duke. So. I mean, if he doesn't work out, you're like, whoa, yeah, Tyus is a, a savant. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Nico Manning is just not a guy I'm interested in. I, <laughs> I, I don't know if, yeah, Malachi He's Flynn. Like, where they got yeah, I'm looking, at, at I'm looking at uh, Malachi Flynn right now. I mean, Ringer's got him at 28. Um, yeah, so he'd have to fall a little a, bit there. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's the range. That's the range, and. I like that you know he's got the feel for the game and he's he's a dog and he's twenty two. We love dogs, man. We want a dog. dog. (laughs) Dennis Smith Jr. was a dog too. He didn't really work (laughs) out. That didn't work out. But but no, I I like him. He's kind of smooth. He's kind of okay. Yeah, I watched I watched a little uh, 
kind of his highlight thing, you know, scouting tape or whatever. He, he sure, looks, yeah. He looks, uh, he looks like he can play. Yeah. Nico, 6'3". Crazy looking dude. Yeah, I just I don't know about him. <laughs> but but yeah, Arturo, no. we didn't talk about Arturo, though. I mean, we brought him up and you wanted yeah. to keep talking about... Um, Paul Reed would be my guy. Arturo would be my second guy. Okay. Um, and obviously, I mean, we're both uh, U of M boys. We're both yep. big homers. I mean, he's from Minnesota. Went to U of M. But I think that Oturo is getting a little buzz just because he's, I think he's more versatile than you would, if you just looked right. at him, Right. Um, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think it. Right. You know? What scares me about Oturo, and just having watched uh, go for basketball for the last two years, is for whatever reason, he, he reminds me of like a little bit shorter Gorgie Jang. Sometimes. <laughs> like Gorgie Jang can hit the three. Yeah. Like he can, he just looks so awkward doing it. Yeah, there's like a, it's like Gorgie, it's like kind of slow, I guess. Yeah, a real slow release. It's it's slow, but kind of like Gorgie's slow, but kind of smooth. It's awkward, but it's not, I don't even know how to describe it. Right. I mean, obviously, I think, I think (laughs) Daniel, they're different players a little bit, but he kind of just, for whatever reason, he kind of reminds me of Gorgie Jang. Okay. Which I don't necessarily know if that's the, <laughs> that's our way forward. Um, another big in that kind of range, that Killian Tilly out of uh, Gonzaga. Okay. Kind of a shooting big. Um, you know, you're not going to get anything on defense, mm-hmm. but if we're punting on defense, you know. Oh, well, yeah. Why I not mean, Chuck? It's, it's, it's 33. Can he just play some sort of role? And he's he's the guy who's kind that's of injured, oft injured. You're kind of taking a shot in the dark there. Yeah. Xavier Tillman out of Michigan State, another guy who's could be a fit there. Okay. Anybody else? No, those are kind of the guys. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's like 33. Like you said, Tyler Bay, he's, I think he set the record. Just this. Uh, no, he's he'd be my number two guy. Number Oh, yeah. Who was number one? Uh, Paul Reed. Okay. Out of DePaul. And, and Tyler Bay, I think he set the record for uh, vertical jump at the Combine this year. I do like those those little nuggets. He's kind of like uh, he'd probably he's kind of like gonna play small forward. He'd be like combo forward, small forward, power forward. Okay. Shot like in the forties, forty percent from three in college. So I mean, can shoot a little bit, can block shots. Good player. I mean, I just like Paul Reed a little bit better. I think he's a little bit more complete. Yeah, we need those type of players too. Again, just to, mm-hmm. I mean, fill out our roster. Jeez. Right. I mean. We're we're top heavy right now, and um, so I think we're both. Just to recap, a trade down from one to three would be ideal, because you're you're trading down, but you're picking stuff up, and we could probably still get the same player we'd want at one. Yeah, because if I mean, especially if if Charlotte wants Weissman, it's kind of a no brainer. I mean, even if they just give us one little thing back, I feel like we're still getting the player that we would probably. I feel like Weissman would be number three on our board and in, in Ball and or three or or lower. And Ball and Weissman would be, you know, one and two. And we just get one of our top two players at three. Right. right. Um so I feel like that's big. I don't um, think we touched enough on Edwards. Can we go back okay. to Edwards real quick? Yeah, we can go just back to uh, Edwards. So Anthony Edwards. Real quick, give me your give me your thought on him because he might be the most intriguing player in the draft. Yeah, I think he's got the biggest range of outcomes. You know, he could be, you know, I've seen him compared to like Victor Oladipo, um, Dwayne Wade, mm-hmm. Dion Waiters, <laughs> like a bunch of bunch of random guys. To me, you know, his his jump shot and you know, kind of his dribble moves and his body type, they look like James Harden. I don't think he's got like that. IQ and the vision that James Harden has to get other guys yeah. open, but at his best he could be a James Harden type, uh, James Harden esque type of player. Um, but at his worst he's like you know Dion Waiters, <laughs> like Dion Waiters. Like Dion Waiters. <laughs> I guess that's all you gotta say. Is yeah. Like Dion yeah. Waiters. It was tough because even when James Harden came out, he was like the number three pick. But it's like nobody thought that James Harden was to be good at got to become like what James Harden has right, become. The you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like uh, you kind of saw some some really cool things. He was at Arizona State, 
right? Um, and he had some turnover problems in college, yeah. similar to what Edwards. Yeah, you were kind of like, I remember being like high on him, but like I didn't think that he was going to become like you know one of the best players in the NBA. You know, MVP, MVP, right. one of just like the top five players for a long stretch. Um, so Anthony Edwards, I mean, how often does that happen? I mean, obviously that could be the case with Anthony Edwards, or obviously he could just be middling or or low. So I, I feel like there is a, a wide range of values, but this is kind of a wide range of values draft, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So And Anthony Edwards might be at, at the top of that. And I feel like he, Anthony Edwards, we probably would be talking more about him if there were just more like sure things in this draft, but mm-hmm. so many question marks that it's just like, and you know, here we are, the Timberwolves, a, a question mark franchise being at the top of a question mark draft. I mean, it was very clear at the lottery. I was like, oh, Timberwolves have never moved up in the lottery ever. And then I was like, you know what? This year is going to be the year, obviously, <laughs> that the Timberwolves will move up to the number one pick because it's a year that there's no Zion or whatever. I mean, you've Anthony heard it up. Davis. You've heard it a million Falcons, times, right? right? So this is just classic Wolves. Is Rosas going to lean into Wolves' um, purgatory here, or is he going to uh, you know, pull us out of it? God, I mean, we need to, because if this year goes south, Towns, let's, let's go worst case here. I mean, worst case is we take possibly, I mean, any of those guys, and they just right. they just hit their floor. And 17, you know, maybe is a contributor, but it doesn't matter. Right. You know, 33, whatever. We can't make the trades. We can trade down. We couldn't even collect assets. Okay. And we're the sixth worst team next year. And now we don't have our first round pick. Right. And now Towns is mad. And now we can't play any defense. And how are we going to improve our roster? Just to wrap it up, I I have one more trade scenario for you on this. Okay. And that's kind of like going down, like worst case scenario. Like, yeah, let's go down worst case. How can you make, you know, Carl Towns is upset. He wants to win. Mm-hmm. What if on draft night, tell me how you feel about this. I don't know if Boston would go for this. But let's, <laughs> okay. say, you, let's say you package 17, 33, Jalen Noel, Spellman, and Carl Anthony Towns. Okay. Send them to Boston, and you get back Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, and Ennis Cantor. I... <laughs> Uh, I don't know about that. So it's basically like you're you're kind of your top pieces are we were trading towns for Tatum, Tatum more or less. Yeah, we got to give up seventeen. Yep, we got to give hold up number one, and you get have... you get fourteen. I'm sorry, you also get fourteen. Okay, so we're trading up three spots there. Yep, yep. And they're getting towns. We're getting Tatum. Do you think Boston does that? Who says no on that deal? I don't know. I, that's I mean, good, Boston. That is an that's an intriguing one. I kind of I mean, like J- that. I mean, Jason Tatum, I. Is he on Cat's level offensively? Probably not, but they're they're pretty close. I think. I think mm-hmm. they're closer than people people realize. What's uh, what's kind of interesting? What I like about this Russell Towns combo, and I probably should have talked about it earlier. I've talked about it before. Is I kind of like the potential of just like the two of them playing off of each other is huge. We just went through whatever five years of Towns and Wiggins, both. Supposed to be like, you know, both talent-wise, you know, athletically, whatever, through the roof. But those two players don't mesh. I feel like Russell and Towns together are going to mesh. Is Russell and Tatum together going to mesh? I'm not exactly sure if that's like, if that's going to just be like a way to go. I mean... Russell, Tatum, and Wiseman. Yeah, I mean, maybe you pair those three together and then it's just like... uh, I like Marcus Smart as a a grindy... Yeah. You know, guard who That's you can play with. That's an interesting one. Yeah. I like it. I do like that. I mean, I, I need to see I need to see Towns and Russell together. Yeah, yeah. I just need to. I just need to see what it looks like. I feel like we're going to be a top five offense. Jeez, if we could get anything defensively, we'll see. But uh, what's what's going on with the Wolves is we're – West is stacked. Yeah. Like I'm saying, like – Well, it's been for the last, what, 16, 17 we, years. We need to, like – I, I feel like trading back from one just has to happen. And, yeah, it is. It has been stacked forever. But, like, even this year, like, come on. Like, give me your bad West team. I mean, Phoenix made the run in the bubble. I mean, Sacramento is somehow, <laughs> somehow competent. 
I Oklahoma mean, City made a run. Oh, I mean, Golden State was the worst, and they're obviously going to get everybody back. I right. mean, just like, what are we going to do? Memphis, this is even like Memphis has young, young. Yeah, talent. they might even have better young talent than us. So I'm just like, I don't, I don't know exactly um, how we. How we make a we leap? Move our team to St. Paul and say we... east of the Mississippi <laughs> or west uh, east of the Mississippi. That's what we need to do. I don't know how we're gonna make a leap, and it's just like I mean, I feel like we need to collect assets, possibly to get a star, or else, I mean, maybe not because in a year we trade towns for just a hundred and fifty picks, maybe. But <laughs> yeah, but you just don't want to have the, that the thing force is we have... upon you where people like they could take advantage, like the yeah, Kevin Love situation, we can't... where obviously towns is a little bit more. I think probably sought after than than Kevin Love yeah, was, that's... but but Kevin Love kind of put us in a hey you got to get this done and mm-hmm. Towns could potentially do the same thing here in a couple of years. And if Towns, the thing about having Towns, the nice part is we have him. I want to have him and mm-hmm. him be successful. But if it doesn't work out, I mean you have to trade him for a king's ransom. Like it yeah. needs to be like you know. Uh, a big pack, uh, like not a Kevin Garnett to Boston type of package. No, no, not a bunch of scraps. Like it would need to be like, all right, we're re- we're reloading now. Um, you need to give us basically all of your future for like a a two year run with Towns or whatever you would need. Like, I mean, obviously, like right now, if we traded Towns, which is just not gonna happen, but like. You know, we would it would need to be a star for star type of swap, like you kind of brought up. Yeah. Um. And if if it flails, at least we have the town's piece, which is like the biggest thing. Um. And I just it, that's why kind of I want to trade down from one because if we trade down and then we get you know extra pieces from there, and then if things fall apart, well we trade get more pieces, which maybe just turns into just us you know forever being in purgatory. Right. But, well, I mean, I don't know. you look at Boston, like, just a couple of years ago, they were a terrible, terrible team. Yeah. They were really, really bad. And, you know, they've... They, they collected did, things. They collected, they collected assets. assets. Which we don't just... This is our draft to collect assets. We and have I hope to collect that we assets. Do it. And, you know, if and we make a trade, then we make a trade. Assets could be good players. Right, right. We, get, we, we pick LaMelo Ball and he's good. And then that's, that's a big asset. Right, absolutely. We have... We get Tyrese Maxey and he's good. That's... Then these things become actual assets, right. um, which would be huge, obviously. So, I mean, again, a big, uh, just a massive day, uh, a fun day for the Wolves, I'm hoping. I mean, like, we're the center of all rumors right now. It's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, Chase, thanks for coming on. And we probably went way too long, but mm-hmm. it's all good. It's the Wolves. It's a draft preview, baby. It's we have three. Preview. We got three picks. Okay, we had a lot to talk about. Um, and... Hopefully things are fun on Wednesday. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yep.